Right, so guys, welcome back to Crickcast Pod uh, with your host Sam Crick, and this week's guest is Guy Learmont. Guy, how are you? I'm good, mate. Can't complain. Obviously, things are crazy lately, but we're all just doing away and taking over and seeing what happens, I guess. But yeah, I've kind of just got used to everything right now. It's sort of first few weeks was a bit up in the air, and now we're just kind of got used to a new way of life i guess you know yeah exactly uh, and uh so for our listeners that um, may not know who you are um the people on the running scene probably will know who you are um but for those who don't um what would you uh you know give us your background your sort of um your pitch if you like of who guy learmont is <laughs> you'll have to do it sam you can, i'm just me i'm <laughs> whatever you know i'm uh i run the 100 and yeah if you come out, if you're having a night out with me, I'm I'm a good laugh as well. So it's uh, yeah, you you'll have to introduce me, Sam. Um, okay, so so I'm guys, we've got Guy Lomont, who is a professional 800 meter runner. Uh, he's run 144 for 800. Do correct me if I'm wrong at any point. Sponsored by New Balance, <laughs> um, Scottish athlete, been to the Commonwealth Games and uh, European Championships, European Juniors, um, and won. Uh, several indoor um, and outdoor championships so um, I think that gives a rounded view um, of you as an athlete um, I think what we'd like to do on, on Crickcast Pod is uh, you know find a bit more about the personal side of you um, so looking back at you know your sporting career where did it start out for you did you start off with athletics or was there other sports that you were doing at a young age no it was always rugby for me like being in Berwick and in, and in the borders and stuff around here, it was everyone's born with rugby balls in the hand. Honestly, yeah. it's just crazy. Like it's a massive sort of rugby culture that everyone, everyone, everyone is rugby, rugby, rugby here. And so, my big brother played rugby, and I naturally wanted to be like him, as all younger siblings are up to a certain age. They want to be like the big I'd brother. I agree. If my if my brother's listening to this, he definitely wants to be like me. <laughs> exactly. And my brother wants to be like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my big brother probably wants to be like my dad. So it's um it just kind of follows that sort of um that hierarchy so to speak. But um so it was always rugby for me, but I always ran just to keep fit for the rugby season. Um and it wasn't really until sixteen sixteen was probably the the, the turning point for me. I was getting frustrated with the rugby in terms of, of of losing matches and I was taking it to a higher level I was doing I was part of like the Scotland development squad from from under 14s up to under 17s and, and really getting prepped for uh, like junior six nations and all this sort of stuff but to me I was starting to get really frustrated with if I would lose a game and the boys weren't really pulling their weight or it was kind of taken out of, of my control because it's a team sport and everyone has to be cohesive and gel together so and when we'd still lose, and I would be, I would be devastated. I'd be gutted. Um, and half the team weren't weren't fussed. Right. Half the team were like me. Half the team weren't bothered. And it was like um, they're gonna have, they're gonna go out that night anyway. And you know, and that's just what it is. It's all sort of half-hearted. And I think for me, I was like, I want to be, I want to be better than that. I want to go to the very top. Everything I do, whether whatever it is in life, um, I want to be the best. Um, so it was like that with the rugby. It's like that with everything I set my mind to. And I, what I loved about when I went to the athletics was like the individuality, and it was it's on me. You know, win, lose, or draw. It's it's, it's in my hands at least. So if I've prepared the best in the world or done the best preparation ever in one, great. 
if I haven't, I still done everything I possibly could yeah, so I can so accept that. And really if, I really haven't prepared, yeah. if I haven't prepared it, it's my fault. Um, or if I slacked or if I've partied the weekend before or done this or done that, it's it's on me. So I, I like just that sort of self-pressuring stuff. And, and control that's, as well. That control, control, yeah. Like anything like, you know, I know it's a bit sort of cliche or cringy, but like the, the destiny is in your hands and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it is kind of, Kind of, kind of like that, you know. You are in control of everything, well, within reason, obviously, not the coronavirus. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just that's that's what I loved about it. So it was really seventeen. I I I I quit the rugby and, and went for it with the athletics, and I've never really looked back. You know, I had I kind of burst onto the scene, and then I had one my first winter winter ever training because obviously it was always rugby was when I was seventeen. And then so that was like, say, October. And then January, I came out and ran at the uh, like Scottish indoors and did all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I broke five Scottish junior records that year. Oh, within wow. an indoor season. In your first, was, first proper season? Yeah, my first race of the season was a Scottish record. And then I broke it wow. four more times <laughs> within six weeks. And I was like, you know what? I like this 800-meter running. I'm all right at this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it just kind of went, went from then. And it was only because of that that I went to, you know, a few years doing that. And then all of a sudden... It was like, guy, I want you to go to Loughborough, I want you to train with George Gandhi, I want you to do this, that. And then yeah. my, my life just kind of unfolded. Um, and I've kind of just, I rolled everything, but it was kind of just looking back now. Um, it's been 10 years and since I made that sort of switch from rugby to athletics. And it's like, I've never really looked back, but it feels like everything just feels like it's just been over like that. Like it's yeah, gone so quickly. So quick. quick. Yeah, yeah exactly and and so when you're in those younger age groups with the rugby i've seen um i think on your social media you've got uh your friends with like stuart hogg age yeah group. so me, me and hoggy live close to each other anyway um but we played even before any of the like the, like the junior stuff so certain clubs would play together against other borders clubs right. so but me and hoggy were the two clubs like my club beric and his was hoik uh we were we were together from under 14 onwards um so we were just we we bumped, we met through that and uh through through rugby and then he was actually 10 i was nine he was 10 so it was a bit like a bit like yin and yang so to speak yeah. so and we just like it's just we've just you know stayed friends ever since and now i live my rugby through through hoggy and you know he's uh he's doing incredible things and yeah, incredible. Very oh, absolutely incredible so for, for our listeners that don't know um stuart hogg's fullback for um, for Scotland, also being in the British and Irish Lions team, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yes, twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah, twice. He's our British, so, he's our British, cap- British sorry, he's our Scottish, Scotland team captain now as well. So. Yeah, incredible. The guy's, the guy's just mental. I love to see him play. But yeah, great player. And um, yeah, obviously sounds like you, got, you guys have got a great friendship as well, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. So he's, uh, no, I think, I hope they can get a few more years out of him. I know his, his body's starting to ache, but <laughs> nah, he's uh, he, 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 he's in this for the long run, and uh, he's Hoggy's Hoggy's special, and um, you know I hope everyone in Scotland and everyone in the rugby scene just appreciates him now because I think when he is gone, whenever he chooses to be, it'll be on, on his on his terms. It'll uh, it'll be missed anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's exactly. well, we'll enjoy him hopefully for uh, well, maybe me and him will retire at the same time. Who knows? But <laughs> there's, there's a long, <laughs> a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sounds awesome. And I think, um, you know, build these relationships through sport um, and, uh, you know, through athletics as well. And we've we've spoken about how, like, you've changed from the team dynamic to the individual. But you were team captain for GB at at one point as well. So how was that leading leading that team, if you like, and that dynamic? 
don't get me wrong, like being the GB captain was like probably, I don't I think I really appreciated it at the time. Like it's a huge, huge honor. Like very few people, when I seen the list of names that have been captain of, of, of the country, um, it's pretty small. So like that yeah. was just a massive honor for me. When the, when the team voted me captain, it, that's what meant something to me. It wasn't, um, wasn't the Blazers. It wasn't people, you know, that, that pick the teams and stuff. It was my teammates. So that, that meant the world to me. And I hope I get another chance. I know we're not allowed to be captain now for another two years. That's just the way it works. But oh, okay. yeah. um, I hope I can be captain again because it was a massive honor. It was in Glasgow. It was at the European Indoor, Indoor Champs. But I had a broken hand. I had two torn intercostal muscles Mentally, um, yeah. in my wrist cage. <laughs> and I had hit tendonitis. All from two weeks of falling and obviously punching the track as well. But yeah, I, and I, and I still believe I could pull it off. So only to fall again and get clipped and fall again in in the semi final on my home track and you know it was heartbreaking. So for me that that was one of the hardest things to really take because I'm um you know I, I carry a lot of pride and um and I had a you know a lot of honour and stuff when I raced for GB and um, to be captain and, and, and to, to lead everyone. Um, and it was still our most successful European Indoor Championships ever. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the whole team. They're amazing. But for me personally, my performance falling over again with all the broken bones and stuff is is not how I wanted my uh, my captaincy sort of uh, role to go. Um, so I hope I can get another opportunity and bring home a gold medal. Um, yeah, but I, I think we'll tell. I think when people uh, when people tell you to, to break a leg, they don't mean it literally. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, the track is your friend, guy. The track is your friend. Yeah, um, yeah. It is now. It is now. I'm in a state of zen these days. I've calmed yeah. down. I'm, I'm in a good place. Is that um, is that through influence of uh, of your girlfriend Jasmine? Has she sorted you out? <laughs> she has um, calmed me down a lot and um, maybe sit back and just breathe i know it sounds ridiculous but just sort of she's not i'm not i've not changed too much um but the focus is just different now and i don't know if it was a combination of everything that went on in 2019 everything that could possibly go wrong in in my career like i thought my life was crazy enough everything away from the track and i always used my athletics as like an escape but yeah i didn't think everything that was then things on the track started to affect me. And it was just like, with all the injuries, with the falling over, with everything that was going on and knowing I wasn't reaching my potential. And I don't know if it was that that sort of lit something inside me. I was like, I've got to make some changes here. I have to change the way I'm approaching things because it's, I'm not stupid. Like, I, I'll, I'll never blame anyone for anything. Um, there are things out of my control. But came and everyone would come up to me and was like, look, you're the most unluckiest athlete ever. Um, yeah. blah 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 and I got sick and tired of people saying that I was like I've had years of this nonsense um, and I had to look at myself in the mirror and be like is it me you know is it something I'm doing is it my approach to things is is do I need to make some changes and and it was a, a slight change of mindset and just um, restructuring things and, and rejigging things at my end and within my team and I think Jazz really was like a, 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 a catalyst for all that as well. She she would come at it from a, like a different angle, and yeah, she's uh, she's got she's got me on the. I'm you know I'm not going out partying now and, and doing <laughs> stupid things. You know I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lot. I've always been focused, but it's a different it's a different type of focus. It's hard to explain. 
Yeah, well, we in our um, some of our previous episodes we have talked about lads' nights out and, and holidays, so maybe we won't, be able to, <laughs> we won't be able to talk about um, what you've got planned in the future. But maybe we can touch on what you've done in the past. But um, but yeah, I'm sure. We'll come in terms of uh, the team dynamic, we talked about you know um, you being a GB captain. Um, I guess I'd, what I'd love to know is like an insider's view of um, of an athlete going to that championships. Um, not only the competing, because obviously as a spectator, that's what we see. Um, what what would be something that maybe a, a spectator wouldn't see um, during that championship, whether that be um, you know staying in in the hotels, the the, the uh, team bonding sessions, and, and maybe the extracurricular after. <laughs> so much room for activities. Um... <laughs> what a movie that is. <laughs> Let's say the European indoors, Glasgow. I was named team captain on Monday. Let's say, I think it was Monday. Got the phone call Monday. Do you want to be captain, guy? And I was like, damn Stupid right. question. But it was like, you can, you can, um, you, you can sit on this. I don't think I don't think the guys I don't think the hierarchy wanted me to be captain. They were probably thinking, "Oh no!" Um, and I was like, "Damn right, I will be captain. This is a massive honour." They were like, "Do you want to think about it?" No, absolutely not. Phone down. Nice. That was it. Tuesday, Wednesday, it's full. It's so intense. And now it's it was intense anyway because it was in Glasgow. So for for not just GB athletes, but for even more so for any Scottish athlete. So the media and stuff is is very intense. So Tuesday, Wednesday, all the, the whole media team at British Athletics will will sort everything. So when you get to the hotel on Wednesday, obviously we're competing that weekend, everything's taken care of. We we obviously arrive at the hotel, check into your room, um, just relax. Now, although there's a lot of teams there, a lot of obviously there's maybe three or four main hotels, but we might, we're in a hotel with say France and Ireland and and do you, and do you mix with those guys? Like would you? Yeah, like I, I, I have lots of friends. Like people have lots of friends, like all all over Europe and all over the world. So you do mix, but it is there is there is a lot of them um, like cohesiveness and we try and sit with you with your teammates and all this sort of stuff. So it is it is very good like bonding and and you do build a rapport. And it's a chance to actually meet. Like sometimes the teams are so big, like 50, 60 athletes and stuff. So it's a nice to you don't know everyone as as captain as well. As I I need to I can't do what I usually do and just stay in my sort of circle of friends within the team in this i need to go and introduce myself to people that i don't know um people that are in the team and, and, and check if everyone's okay so I, how does I would... how does that uh, how does that sort of conversation go so say for example um if i was lucky enough to have my first cap um for for gb or something um my first appearance uh you as captain um come over what what sort of thing are you uh are we just having a, a normal chat or um yeah yeah just a, just a bit of a chinwag just like nice nice and relaxed i'm quite like personable and just that chilled and it doesn't have to be nothing nothing serious just make sure put everyone at ease like it's always it is daunting like it's like being sometimes it's like being the new kid at school yeah no matter what no matter how confident you are you could walk in and it's like i know no one here and you feel at ease when someone comes up and is it's, i mean i've never been in that situation but someone might come up and introduce themselves straight away you've, you've got a pal you've got, you, you know so it, it can there can be that sort of dynamic so it's just making everyone at one um and then on that's, that's the, all the media all that all that sort of stuff when wednesday's full of media uh with the journalists with all the teeth like bbc scv all the all the all the, the news and can stations that get, and, and can that get tiring um obviously you're doing oh yeah you it is like back, like, back interviews 
yeah, they always, I mean, they try and do the journalists, like they'll maybe do four or five at a time yeah. sitting around the table. So, but it is, you know, they always say, oh, you'll be done within, you know, two hours, but it's no chance. for everything. Yeah. It's, it's always longer, especially if you're like me who loves to talk, you know, <laughs> um, so yeah. there's that. And then Thursday would be, uh, so Thursday night is like a team, team speech. So the performance director will do his bit. Uh, and that's when um, anyone that's uncapped and it's their first international, uh, they'll get, they'll um, get like a special sort of memento and oh, that's nice, a yeah. sort of trophy or, or something, some, some, something like that. Um, and then, and then it's the captain's speech. So I'd have to, I would, yeah. I would do my speech and then, then we, and then we get ready to go. And then Friday, Friday night, we'd, we'd start the champs. Um, and then once you do get to Friday, we do all the talking, get everything done by Thursday. And then Friday, it's up to everyone. Um, yeah, we're there, but that's when I need to, to zone in and, and focus on my event as well and be there for the team. But at the same time, um, everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's, everyone's getting ready to go. So Yeah, I guess there's, there's, a, there's a job to there's a job yeah, to exactly. do, isn't there? There's a job to do. Um, exactly. And then Sunday, is always, at the end, at the end, there's always there's always the after party as well. So yeah, what's that? What's that like? How does that work? Is it just with the GB team, or is it with all the European teams together? Yeah, yeah. All, the whole, the whole, the whole, all the European teams usually have it at a big hotel. It can be hit or miss. Um, so I usually get a few of my mates in, get my brothers in and stuff as well, and. Oh, I'm so you can so, so you can sort of uh, you get a few plus ones in. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I've never, I've never had a problem with getting with getting the boys in. So. <laughs> <laughs> like you're paying so, the doorman or something. Nah, 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 nah. It's all about who you know, mate, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And as captain as well, you probably get a couple more mates, maybe sneaking a few bottles or something. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's just um, everything's for free anyway. All the, all the drinking stuff in there. And that's dangerous especially for, oh, for athletes as well yeah it's lethal i think like a lot of the beer and wine might be free you might have to pay for spirits so you know what i'm like when i go into the whiskey uh, yeah so you're you're go, your go-to is a whiskey then yeah 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 I, I you know i have to start with ice and then i'll have it neat lovely and then, beautiful yeah but I, I i'll have a few beers first like if i go straight into the whiskey is that night will i'll wake up somewhere and not have a clue what's going on and yeah and, ne- and never be gb captain ever again <laughs> exactly <laughs> never get picked for the team. Like, i have a, re- a responsibility now so yeah 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 so time, times have changed but hey, it can be hit or miss usually we go to the after party and then we have the after after party at club. yeah yeah nice uh, you know we all head out and obviously so. being being in glasgow you would have known the hot spots so you know as i'm saying hypothetically if i was a if i was a new kid i got um i did decent at my first champs maybe was, um you know did all right um and then uh, i was trying to enjoy myself in the evening um maybe went a bit off the rails would you take me under your wing uh, and where would you oh take yeah 100 percent, 100 i mean it would be like the blind leading the blind but i'd, I'd <laughs> take under my wing 100 and we'd uh we'd we'd have a good time like we'd paint the town red don't you worry yeah <laughs> so it's, um yeah it's just all good crap like a lot a lot of athletes don't or a lot of athletes We'll have a couple of drinks or whatever, and or some someone even come out at all, and that's cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not fussed. I'm going to go and enjoy myself, and at the same time, if I want to stay in, I'll stay in. So I completely get it. Um, every, everyone's different. So, but yeah, if you want to come out, if you want to come out, Sam would. Um, I mean, I'd, yeah, yeah, you'd be trolling, but you'd be trolling, but you'll have to do that. 
maybe I could just, um, I just thought about it. Maybe I could just get your plus one rather than have to go through the years of, uh, you know, draft to get into the team. I might as well just plus one it because that's all just I want to do, really. <laughs> just train, just have a few more pints, keep building the, the tolerance in the stomach. Exactly. And, um, and then get straight on it. Hey, my wee brother will be there as well. So he, uh, uh, well, yeah, he's an animal at drinking. So God. he'll be all good. Uh, for uh, for you guys, it'd be interesting to to hear about your relationship with New Balance. Um, you know, how did that first come about, um, and and what's like the uh, you know the best events that you've been to that, that New Balance have put on? Uh, New Balance, are like like I wouldn't. I'm not just saying this. Best ever. They New Balance were the ones that gave me my, gave me my big break. It was 20, 2014 Commonwealth Games. Um, I, I wasn't with a sponsor. I, had, I was actually a kit sponsor with, with Adidas, um, but nothing financially. Um, I had Commonwealth Games 2014, made the final, ran a PB in the final, um, 21, and a few, like Adidas offered a three-year contract. Nike were, were talking with my agent, and then New Balance came out, came out the blue. Um, and had a had a had a few meetings with them and i was like this is what i want to be with uh, yeah. so they they gave me they gave me the big break they spoke about everything that they were doing and they wanted to replicate what they would what they the success they had in the in the states they wanted to do it in the uk they wanted to do it in europe and i felt it was the perfect time for me i was just you know i kind of got my foot on the sort of first step on the ladder so to speak and and um to me it was a no-brainer i just felt instantly like part of the family with, yeah. with them and um so they signed me on a, a two a two year, two year contract initially uh 2014 2015 and i've re i'm on my third contract with them now right okay just, yeah it's re-signed at the start of this year so yeah no they're, they're amazing you know and i can't i don't you know i can't see myself being with with, with anyone else the foreseeable and i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be but nah they're, they're unreal it's an amazing company and um you know, I'm just I'm I'm grateful for everything that the yeah. that New have done for me over the years and continues to do so. It sounds awesome, and and the the benefits that you get. Um, I mean, obviously it's the support in terms of um financially, but I mean everyone loves a bit of kit, right? So could you could you tell us um maybe like your maybe your, your biggest kit drop that you've got um and uh, what you get? Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to I'll have to send you a picture. Like I've had a a kit drop once. That I kid you not was the size of my garage from floor <laughs> to top. Like I was actually, I wanted, I did it just for the picture, like putting all the boxes on top of one another to see how how high up it could go. It must be about it would go to the height of my garage, which is pretty high, um, yeah. and it is full of everything. So many pairs of trainers, lifestyle sh casual shoes, spikes. Cross country. I don't even run cross country, but I've got cross country spikes. Like, yeah. you know, all the gear you can possibly imagine: stickers, key rings, like everything, everything you can. Water is there bottles. is there something? So you say literally, you could put your arms straight in the air, and it, and the thing, the kit drop would be taller than you were. Oh, easy. Yeah, yeah. It must be like it. It must be close to ten foot. Wow. Okay. All right. Cool. And it and it's the boxes are stacked as well. Yeah. Like. You know, and, uh, and, <laughs> and we get random ones throughout the year as well. We get loads throughout the year, like just random stuff coming. It's amazing. Like, and we get a lot of um, like prototypes and stuff through and stuff they're working on and new shoes and even stuff they're doing, you know, at the minute. 
Um, we've got some new shoes that are, that are coming through that we can't show to anyone, and we've had that over the years. And Exciting. they're really developing things with the different models, like the 800 meter spike and uh, 1500 meter spike, 5K spike, all this sort of stuff, and really sort of designing it around their athletes. That's what's amazing. You know, they're not, they're not just doing it for the crack. They're designing it from the yeah. athletes that they've got using their data. We've done lots of tests. And, and, and that's smart, really. really. That's really oh, smart. Because, you know, if you, can, if you can tailor it to your athletes, they're going to perform better. They're going to, they're going to work with you a bit more, you know, in terms of any promotion that they need, you need, whatever. So yeah. I think that definitely that relationship will, will benefit not only their athletes, but obviously their company as well. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah yeah no nah, they're, they're amazing you know they're they're so good i just hope we can all get racing again so we can yeah, you know it's the first time you're actually thinking of, i've got two big private sponsors as well and first time i've actually been thinking like almost don't take it for granted but it's like you want to go out there and like represent like everyone that's part of your team and stuff from the physios and the, all the support at your whole team you want to get back out there because everyone's just kind of stuck in kind of stuck right now and yeah, uh, but that's what keeps the fire burning that's what keeps things you know that's what keeps me training hard anyway and season's going to go ahead at some point whether it is this year or whether it's next year it's, it's going to go ahead so yeah yeah we're going to give everyone their money's worth haven't we mate it's quality um on uh, on crickcast pod um i like to do a thing called crickfire questions which are sort of yeah. uh, little questions for you uh, just to just to get your mind going they're short questions but you can answer them in any length you like so we've talked uh, the first one we've talked about your race prep, so going into a race. What's your rave prep? So for a night out, your uh, <laughs> the preparation that you go through, maybe throughout the day. Um, I want if if you've got similarities between that and racing, like for example, you know, a good night's sleep or fueling up, <laughs> that would be great. But um, yeah, if you've got any rave prep that um, you go through, great rave prep. I would usually start if we've got a big night sort of planning with mates and stuff we we we're all too excited especially when it's with me who can't go out all the time especially it's sometimes now it's like 11 can be 11 months of the year where we're not going out so when i'm texting my, my mates and stuff or whatever it's like yeah right guys season's finished we're all going out and everyone gets super excited um yeah. so we just i usually can't sleep like i'm like it's like christmas like waking up i'm like you know here we sesh. go <laughs> yeah exactly so we'll wake up and we'll just we'll, we'll get on it straight away um so we'll just start we'll get a few crates and we'll literally we'll sit if it's hopefully it's decent let's say it's decent weather we'll sit at breakfast we'll have to have a skull a bottle of beer as well at brekkie yeah, have, yeah. have a brekkie skull and we just keep going and then eventually more and more people keep coming around to the house and before you know it it's two o'clock in the afternoon and you're absolutely gassed but Standard. you've got all night to go and then the, the night just takes care of itself and eventually as the, as the night goes on we just progress with the with what your beverage is so it'll go from once you got through all the crates you can't go we have a rule you can't go onto your spirits unless you finish your or whatever how many crates you got i mean it's it's a good rule it's a good rule to have um, exactly it leaves, it leaves them behind. it's just standard. Yeah, yeah exactly and then we move on to like so i would go i would i would probably start with usually it's actually bud light or corona yeah. um get a few probably both maybe maybe get through maybe maybe 15 bottles i'd say i'd go through yeah, three thirty mils. That's, yeah, that's a decent, decent volume. Yeah, it's a bit, just just to line the stomach. You know? <laughs> then, oh yeah, then are we having breakfast? Are we having breakfast at all? Are we? Are we sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you have, have your brekkie. Have your brekkie. You gotta have a beer with your brekkie. Usually yeah. it's a coffee, but substitute it for a beer. 
Then we'd move on to, yeah, you, you can eat throughout. None of this eating, cheating thing. Um, I'll be sick. You, got, so, you, you want to get through it. You don't want to exactly. be the guy that, you know, bums out at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I need a pal enough. I'm getting old now. <laughs> or a TC. Um, <laughs> then I'll go into Disarano and Coke. Have a oh, few of them. Yeah. They're incredible. It's like just, it's, it's marzipan that gets you drunk. Is it? No, it's, it's Dr. Pepper. It's Dr. Pepper, marzipan. Dr. Pepper, yeah. Dr. Pepper that gets you drunk. Um, so after, after the piss, we'll go on to um, just whiskey. Go yeah. on to the whiskey. My wow. preferred option is Balvenie, uh, but there's, there's loads of good whiskeys. So. And then, I, as I said, start with whiskey on the rocks. And then as the night goes on, it's just have it neat. And then we just neck it. And then when, when we're out, you're getting rounds of three. You're getting a whiskey, probably a beer. But you probably wouldn't even go through that. And probably a shot. <laughs> Anything. It sounds unreal, scenes. Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster, but it's a good recipe. Is there um is there a period of time or an experience that you've had where you've woken up in the morning and someone's dished the dirt and said, "Look, guy, you're a bit hazy last night. I've got something to tell you." Is there any any stories that someone's gone, "Look, guy, I've, I've got to tell you, mate." <laughs> nah, there's been <laughs> there has been loads of stuff that's gone on, but. <laughs> There's not, I've usually always been able to remember everything. There's been a couple of occasions where I've completely blacked out. Right. Um, there's been a couple of occasions where the police have been at the house and they've seen us doing silly things. Um, the night was like that night or trying to get home. Um, nothing too, nothing like, nothing too crazy, but obviously enough for them to come round and give us a ticking off for Enjoying put this road sign back where it belongs, you know, that, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Why do, um, tell, tell me this as well, why do people always steal the cones? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what, right? I want, yeah, it's, I don't get it. <laughs> Things like bring that home, like, I don't, I don't understand, but I once, I, I'll tell you a funny story, one of my good mates, we were out in Edinburgh, and um, he tried to rugby tackle the uh like a road the road sign but like the, the actual cone you know the ones that will have the arrow on like a roundabout oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Lighting, like, a, like a mini sort of mini roundabout so okay. to speak yeah thought he could rugby tackle it and um you know bring that thing home mm. and he went school pell into it and he ended up dislocating his elbow oh, shit. like honestly it was funniest thing ever like he went straight into it boom landed on his elbow his elbow was mangled and i think i don't know if it was my wee brother Someone, someone, I don't know if it was one of my mates, some, maybe it was Jack's, he uh, just, cr- my mate Hackett couldn't hold his elbow and he just cracked it. Like, he just went, oh, like, he was in agony, but honestly, it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was sore, but as long as it wasn't you, like, as, well, as long as it wasn't me, I was like, yeah, it's your fault, mate. You tried the rugby take that, rugby tackle. It has concrete in the middle of the, the bollard. Yeah, I was going to say that those are, you know, fixed for, I guess the reason, the first reason would be, Maybe in case a car went over the roundabout and hit it. <laughs> Secondly, yeah. if um, if a young Scottish lad wanted to rugby tackle it with his right shoulder, I mean, fair play to him. Hey, God loves a try, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't. Yeah, you don't regret the things that you've done. You just regret the things that you don't do. I think so. I think it's always oh, important. One hundred percent. If it's not you, just get someone else to do it, and uh, you know, exactly. take, take pride in that experience. Hey, I'd rather live a life. Of oh wells than what ifs, you know. I like that. Yes, yeah. and I do that as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it is what it is. It's good crack, isn't it? That's fascinating. I think that almost a lot more, um, 
a lot more effort goes into a rave prep than a race prep by the sound of it. <laughs> Easy. It's been, I get more excited for a rave prep. Yeah. Right, so. Oh, we can't forget the walk home. And there's nothing more heartbreaking than your local kebab shop or your pizza place being closed. Oh. There's one in Edinburgh they always go to. It's called Bar Napoli. It closes at three, which is a nightmare, mate. Because we always come out of the clubs and it's like straight to Bar Napoli, but the security guards never let you in, like after two, because yeah. there's obviously too many riots outside. Um, <laughs> so if you, have to, you, have to, you either have to leave early and get in there between two, and you're actually queuing up for an hour, um, or you just you miss it and that's it. You've got to go to McDonald's or something or some, somewhere else. Yeah. Um, there's nothing more heartbreaking than not getting your scran on the way home, though. It's just really sad. You get home and you're like, oh, I've got toast or some shit. Like, yeah, like what I want is just like the <laughs> greasiest animal that I've ever had in my whole life. That's, that's exactly. I mean. And I want it now and I'm going to eat it all. Right I'm going to inhale now. it. Take my money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. It's heartbreaking. Absolutely oh, heartbreaking. It's really sad. But yeah, how does the, how does the scene in, um, in Scotland differ from, you know, that of Loughborough? Uh, you know what? They're all pretty. They're all pretty solid. I think it's who you're with. Like yeah. I could be anywhere. If you're with your mates, you're gonna have a good time. Um, I, I, I'm not really too fussed. Like Edinburgh's always a great night out. Newcastle's unreal. I've always had the, some of the. And I'm, I'm bang in the middle. I'm about forty minutes south of Edinburgh and about maybe an hour and ten north of Newcastle. Right. So we we can go to Edinburgh and, and also Newcastle. Uh, trains go both ways. Pretty much the same time and almost on the train really. We belong there to Newcastle, but have some mad nights out in Newcastle. Yeah. Manchester's a great night out. Loughborough was great at uni. Like we had, I don't know what the clubs are called now, but the pre- they changed names so many times when yeah, I was it's there. Like, it's it's uh, Firefly Echoes and, uh, and Kelsey. I'm glad Echoes are still going strong, mate. Yeah. See, Echoes, like Echoes was, Echoes was crazy. Like, that's where we were always, on a Saturday, that was, that's where we went. So but we had funny. to take spare shoes to, uh, to Echoes because it was like your, your shoes were totally destroyed in there. So if we went to Revs first, and you, couldn't, you can't get into Revs unless you have nice shoes. Right. So you'd wear your smart shoes and Revs, but you'd put your dirty shoes in a bush somewhere um, <laughs> in, in, in town. And then you'd go to Echoes and you don't want to get your nice shoes destroyed in Echoes. So you'd put your Echoes shoes on yeah. and then go to Echoes. Oh, mate, yeah. it was wild line. I've just got, I've just had a, a revelation, a business idea. I should just go to Loughborough because I, I, so I went to college in Loughborough for, for three months. Um, I actually did a night, I, I was skint. I had no money at all. I, I worked in Echoes for a night and it was the worst night of my life. It's horrible. <laughs> like, yes, you can go in there at one o'clock in the morning and have a good time. I promise you, if you're there at eight in the, eight in the evening, there is no way you're having a good time for the next eight hours of your life. It's <laughs> horrible. Imagine. And I got paid like next to nothing. It was like five pound an hour. I wanted to literally, that's, that's, that's probably why I dropped out to be honest. Anyway, the business idea, the business <laughs> idea is basically, um, I'll just run a stall outside of, uh, of Echoes. Yeah. yeah. For your, or outside of Rebs for your dirty shoes. So I like, like in dirty shoes, jacks, mate, anything you want, don't want to get destroyed. It's like the cloakroom in, in a club. Just do it for half yeah, the price outside. Uh, yeah, true. I guess you could, maybe you just do that instead, or you just didn't want to spend it for the cloakroom. But the cloakroom's always pretty busy, isn't it? You need and to, it's not you really for shoes, is it? I don't think they're going to take your shoes. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. That's retarded. Oh, that's so. Funny. Imagine that though. They're just like, would, do you reckon it would be because it's two pound per item? 
Do you reckon they'd yes. charge £2 for a pair of shoes or oh, one shoe? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be stingy. You'd, you'd pay two, they'd take both your shoes. You've only got two quid. Yeah. You'd pay it and then they'd give you one shoe back. Can you imagine? It's four quid or nothing, I think. I mean, I'm getting really angry, but obviously this this now doesn't exist. It's not it's not even a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, this is class. Oh, beautiful. And I think this is, you know, this is a bit more important. Like, yes, Guy, we can talk about, you know, how, how does a uh, professional athlete, you know, a, the day-to-day life, but I think the important thing is, is that, behind closed doors, what goes on with the boys. And that's, that's important. I think we've definitely touched on that a bit. Um, yeah. And you've other... seen it in Tombridge as well, Sam. Like you've Mate, just seen a wee that... glimpse in Tombridge. You know? that, that takes me back. So let's, let's, um, let's set the scene here. Cause what that an was evening. Good. That, that was good track, you know, my first, first time ever to Tombridge. So, um, so yeah, let's just set the scene. So it's world championship year last year. Um, there's an opportunity for, for Guy and a couple of the other lads to, to run, to run the time to qualify for the world champs. And I think it was, what was it? One, uh, one, I've forgotten. One forty-five eight. Yeah. One forty-five eight. One forty-five eight. You had to run. Um, and it was just desperately close. Um, the boy, the, the, the night was amazing. Um, the whole event went really, really well. Um, it was, it was desperate at the end. It was really, really unlucky that we didn't get the time. Um, but then we went on to, uh, into Tunbridge. And, uh, for those listeners, we went to, um, the old fire station toffs um so shout out sam he's a friend of my dad's who uh, who owns the place um and uh, we started off there and i think i remember just like you know people came through the door and we were just cheering everyone like i think <laughs> mark cookway came through the door who's the organizer of the event and we all just went absolutely mental for it smashing the <laughs> tables and uh, you know drinks going everywhere um and then uh, yeah a few, a few more helpers of the event big claps and I think even one of the locals that hadn't even come for our event came in and she just went mental. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So I think, um, I think that's, that's where I'd, uh, I'd, I'd spoke to you. We did an interview after the race, but um, spoke to you yeah. and I said, um, I said, you, you were like, right, what's the plan? And I think Lloyd Kempson was like, right, what's, what's the plan? Like Sam, you know, you know, Tunbridge, like, where are we going? I was like, well, we could go to spoons, like cheap pints or whatever, or there is karaoke. And I think you and, you and Lloyd just went karaoke. Let's go. <laughs> so we go to prob- probably the worst pub in the world, and they they uh, experienced probably their highest amount of revenue in one evening. Hundred <laughs> percent. It was flooded. <laughs> we had some other names in there. Let's let's give them a shout. We got Sean Malloy. Uh, we had um, Ryan Driscoll was there. We had um, Robbie Farnham Rose. Bobby Clay was there. Amy Griffiths. Um, you and your brother Jack. We had uh, Lloyd Kempson as well, and I think Lloyd did a, a Frank Sinatra. He yeah, he did my he did my way by Frank Sinatra. Oh. It was the greatest. He's so good at singing. It was pipes, unreal. Boy, unreal. Yeah, I was getting emotional. It was it was it was uh it was elation, but also I was it was pulling on my heartstrings. Lord, yeah, hundred percent. Something to oh, me. so good. You were trying to get me to do a song as well. I can't remember which one it was. I, but. I, I don't know. No, I can't remember. But that was that was a bloody good time. Um, and then that was a great night. That was a good escalated night. Escalated further. I think I think you were just handing out whiskeys at the bar, and I was like, this is... <laughs> "I had all what sorts. a great guy." <laughs> I was getting eight whiskeys at a time. <laughs> <laughs> One whiskey, like... no eight. Yeah, yeah, and you was like, "Sorry, you want to repeat that?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was but, class. But that night, that night for me personally was, um, I mean, I sh- my brother went home early. It was my mum's wedding the next day. You won't believe it. 
and, oh yeah uh, i remember and uh <laughs> it was so funny we we would we weren't allowed into the last pub and the foresters and uh so we headed up to to the afters um at their at their flat and i think you know a few hours went by and you know you just you're just chatting to the to the boys and girls um sharing stories etc and i've checked the time and i've looked out the window and the sun's rising six o'clock in the morning on the on the day of my mum's wedding and i'm supposed to be at the venue at 10 o'clock in the morning and i am in an absolute state i promise you that um even even in that evening i was on the red and the red the white and whatever they were given and it was <laughs> what a great couple of days no doubt hair of the dog mate hair of the dog yeah you got to you got to do it you can't be hung over if uh, if you don't stop drinking so exactly. yeah well played um <laughs> yeah what other what other quick fire questions do i have these really <laughs> we're close for about 20 minutes on alcohol consumption <laughs> yeah no it's stand this it's what people want to know uh, i'm giving <laughs> the people what they want <laughs> quite right yeah, the people's champagne. <laughs> um, Guy, what's your party trick apart from handing out um, dozens of, uh, of <laughs> measures of whiskey? Uh, I think I can. I I, I when I drink, I, well, I think I can. I think I can rap anyway. You know, uh, I can't. No. I can't. There's a few. Like, I can spit some bars. You know. <laughs> So it would probably be if I was gonna if I was gonna rap one song, yeah, you know what? There is quite a few. Um, I would do Mac Miller "Stay." Yeah, you're a big fan of Mac Miller, right? Yeah, massively, mate. Like he's like, yeah, that's that's the song I do. But yeah, Mac Mac Air. I feel like I've been through a journey with Mac because I've listened to him my whole life. Okay. Yeah. So probably since like thousand, well, ten. 2010 became a, like a mega fan and then it's just like every album he brought out it was just like going on the sort of like kind of you know you can't have been with an artist from like almost from yeah. day one it was like that so when max died like it affected me so much you know when when he died yeah. it's weird. Yeah. and i've never i <laughs> i've lost so many people <laughs> in my life like family and all sorts and oh, i got caught up when max died mm. i was like it was like it was. I remember it. it was in me and me and Martin Rooney were rooming uh, night before the City Games, obviously 2018. It was um, Friday night, and I was on, on my phone. Yeah. And, I, and Rooney just came in, and he was obviously on his phone as well. And I went, "Mate, Mac Miller's died," and he's like, "I know, just seen it." And I thought, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like it was so weird, like the, but um, yeah. So I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Mac head. Yeah, so so you're a rapper at heart. Well, maybe maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a wannabe rapper. At okay, heart. okay. Um, and guy, uh, who's who's punching you or Jazz? Oh, I'm punching, hundred <laughs> percent. Correct answer. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That would have got 100%. you in a bit of trouble. I think I thought I'd um I'd stick my foot out of there, try and trip you up, but um no success. No, 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 no. I know I am. You know what, right? This is weird. I know I know it's gonna be quick fire questions, but um. I've never really like been too too fussed about like um, like girls and women and stuff like that. You know, I've. What's wrong with you, mate? No, I, I have. I'm, in terms of getting tied down, not tied down. That just sounds wrong. This is gonna, She's gonna watch this and be like, "What are you Here saying?" Um, but she's like the first one that I've actually like. Jazz is the first person that I've like ever wanted to like like to be with. I know that sounds crazy. Um, so yeah, nah, she's a, She's amazing. 
That sounds awesome, mate. Nice. Um, and uh, two, two final questions before we uh, wrap up. Actually, I've thought of a third, so we've got three more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, the, the, what's the best advice that you've ever been given and the worst advice that you've ever been given? Best advice I've ever been given is, like, pre- and pretty a lot of people say, like, literally, what's, what's the worst that can happen in terms of, like, are you going to sit at home and dwell on it and it or you're gonna go out and go for it and then and, and, or you're just gonna like kind of just stay here anyway there's nothing's gonna change yeah. you're either gonna you're either gonna go for something or not because if you stay here you may as well give yourself a chance of 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 uh, of, of, of going for something um definitely and it so, goes yeah. back it goes back to um you know um oh well against what if do you know what i mean yeah exactly exactly like literally what's the worst that can happen like i just you know i'll throw my my hat into the ring with with everything yeah awesome uh, and then the worst advice <laughs> you know what it's gonna go back to some of my, some of my nights out it's like what one drink won't hurt <laughs> one... <laughs> go on just do it just do it one more yeah just do it mate just do it one drink won't hurt oh you're in great shape one drink won't hurt yeah one won't 20 will yeah if i have one I'm on a honestly one-way ticket to Sashleyham. That's where I'm going. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Unreal scenes. Um, and and guy, I asked uh, I've asked Mark him this. I asked Mark him Lonsdale on the last one. Um, I asked Ben Davis on the one before actually. But guy, what's your what's your best chat up line? <laughs> Mate, I don't, <laughs> I don't really. I don't. You know, I just like I just charm with my personality. You know. Yes. <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to, I had to char, I had to court jazz for six years, you know. <laughs> you gotta play lads, you, any lads. You gotta play the long game. If you want a woman, you gotta play the long game. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't have any chat lines. I was just, I was just me. You gotta be yourself, eh? You gotta be real. Just keep smiling. You're a very smiley character guy, and I think everyone likes that. They can see the person. <laughs> Cheers, <man. laughs> That's all right. And if there's um, I thought of another question, classic. Um, uh, if there was one person that you'd like us to get on the podcast, um, who would it be? Ooh, can it be like any, any like famous? Yeah, anyone. Because um, then I'm just going to message him and ask him. Mike Tyson, mate. Yeah, easy, no problem. Fine, we'll get him on next week. Decent. Get Mike, get Mike Tyson, and you have to go where uh, if you want to stay in the athletic scene. Get 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 Martin Rooney on. He's one of my uh, Rooney, Rooney's one of my um, one of my great pals, and he took me under his wing when I first came to Loughborough at like eighteen, and we've just became um, we just he's really looked after me like from a from a young age, and he's uh, he's he's the OG. Like he'll I'll miss him when he when he's gone. I'm gonna have to make some new friends in the athletics team because yeah. a lot of my pals are retiring, so. Yeah. And he's, he's a big rival as well, right? I think, you know, when you've done the, the City games and stuff like that, he's, he's always one to, to beat. You don't want to... It's that <laughs> yeah, we've, we've had some good head, We've had some good head-to-heads over the, in, on the street meet, but it's, he's great crack. He's just like... He's done it all, you know? Every medal you could think of, done everything. He's been, been the wonder kid at such a young age on Olympic teams and all this sort of stuff. And, and now he's like, you know... He, he's Rooney's the OG, in yeah. my opinion legendary yeah um, um but, but mate what um what a time i hope this is uh it's been enjoyable for you it's definitely been enjoyable for me i learned a lot um Great a lot of, uh, 
great advice um, in terms of uh, the athletics, I guess. Um, but more importantly, <laughs> the, uh, the experience night of the night out. So, so yeah. Um, but Guy, where can we find you on your uh, on your social media platforms? Uh, Instagram is the main the main thing I use. It's just at gleamonth800, and Twitter is just my name, Guy Leamonth. And that's pretty much it. I don't really use Facebook or anything like that. So yeah. Awesome, Guy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thoroughly enjoyed it and learned a lot. Um, guys, thank you very much for listening to Crickcast Pod for this week with your guest Guy Limoff and your host Sam Crick. Please like uh, on the social media platform, share it with all of your friends, um, and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Guy, I will catch you later. Put on, cheers, mate. See you later. <laughs>